Good morning and welcome everyone to today's focus for Saturday, November the 26th, 2022 at 11.25 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus? Wait, what are you doing? Wait, why are you on the air live right now? Wait, you shouldn't be doing this. This is a really bad idea. Let me explain. I've been having some serious neurological issues. And, uh, well, last night was really, really bad. Um, I I woke up today feeling like I have been beaten down. I, for everything I can tell, uh, see, <laughs> talking is going to be a challenge. Uh, I definitely had a seizure. I feel like I've been beaten down. So this is a post-seizure today's focus, which means it's probably not going to be very good. But um, uh, I hope that we can uh, talk about something that will be beneficial and helpful. Um, there, it's, uh, it's always so frustrating. Uh, in some ways, before the seizure is the most frustrating because there's just emotions and, and I can't explain everything that's going on. And then when it's over, there's almost like almost in one way, a sense of relief on the other, though. I'm still it's like everything is kind of foggy and I'm stumbling. I'm trying to find the words like I I, like I know what I want to say, but I can't find the words to say it. And then sooner or later, finally, the the fog breaks. The sun shines through. I, I typically describe it as being underwater. And finally, I get to the top and I break through and then everything is kind of back to normal. But it's a slow process. But I'm going to go through the process live on the air in front of a microphone because because I cannot stand, I literally cannot stand that my seizure disorder would ever get in the way of doing what I want to do. I, I, I no, it, it makes me very mad. It causes me enough problems in a number of ways. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do is to stop me from doing what I want to do. And what I want to do today right now is I want us to go back to Exodus chapter 33 and continue our focus on Exodus chapter 33. This is coinc coinciding perfectly with our new series on practice the presence of God. I think we're called, we called it practice the presence of God. And uh, I may have to do some renaming of that. I have to verify I typed everything out correctly this morning. Uh, but uh, this is coincide, coinciding perfectly with that series because this all started because of a two podcast episodes from Adrian Roger on practice the presence of God. And so, and he used Exodus 33 and 34. Now we had some serious problems in our sermon review with what he did to the text, but we're kind of walking through it in a more devotional, today's focus kind of way, where the job here is not to do a full exposition and take it all apart, but it is, uh, it is designed for me to take it apart in a way that I can take small sections of it and hand it to you and say, this is what I want you to focus on for the rest of the day. So for the rest of your Saturday, November the 26th, 2022, I want you to focus on Exodus chapter 33. And primarily, I want you to focus on verses 12 through 17. Verses 12 through 17. And I don't know about you, when I read Exodus 33 verses 12 through 17, at least for me, I'm like, wait, what's going on? Wait, what changed? Wait, what is happening? I am so confused. So I would like for you to tell me what changed, 
what is going on here? Let me remind you, in Exodus chapter 33, starting in verse 1, the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed I will give it. So God is telling Moses, You and the people go to the land. I made a covenant. I'm, I'm going to keep my promises. Go to the land. However, he gives him some you may feel like startling news. Go, but, and, well, maybe this is not startling news. This may have been comforting news. Go, and I'm going to send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. So that would have been, that would have been actually good news. So go, you're going to get the land that I promise. I keep my promise. That's good. I'm going to send an angel before you to help you out. That's good news. So all of that is encouraging. All of that is helpful. And then verse three, he reminds them, you're going to go to a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will, but this is where it's kind of startling news or shocking. So you're going to, you're going to go into the land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. So go, but I'm not going, uh, I'm not going with you in this sense. I'm not going to be in the midst of you. I'm going to send the angel, but I'm not going to be in the midst. And you're like, what is going on? Well, he's saying, I'm not going to do this because, well, you could be consumed. So when the people heard this, they mourned that, and no man did put on his or ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, say unto the children of Israel, you are a stiff necked people. I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of the ornaments by Mount Horeb. So go, but I can't go with you. And when I say go with you, go with you in the midst of thee. I can't be there with you, but I'm going to send an angel. So it's like, okay, so I can go, but you're not, you're not going to go. Then uh, the tabernacle, do we have the whole uh, set up the tabernacle outside of the camp, outside of the camp, God's presence is there, but it's not in the midst of them, but it's there. And he's going to, to place the tabernacle there. And we talked about how the tabernacle here fits with the idea of the incarnation of Christ. We did a little bit of discussion about that. Okay. We don't have time to review all of that. And then today, here is our focus, verse 12, all right? So go, but I can't go within the, with you in the midst of you, all right? Then look what happens. This is Exodus 33, starting in verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, now here's Moses talking to God, see thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me, yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I might know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and the people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, 
I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. All right. It it feels a little at least confusing, all right? Because it's like God's like, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to be outside the camp in the tabernacle. And then Moses is like, well, I, I, I need, if you don't go, I don't, then, in fact, his exact words are, um, he says, let's see, where, where, where does it read? Uh, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us, carry us up, not hence. Hey, hey, I, if you don't go with us, then we, then I don't want to go. So is, is Moses saying, no, 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 you being outside the camp and the tabernacle is not sufficient. I need you in the midst of us. Or is Moses just saying, okay, hey, even if you're outside the camp in the tabernacle, that's where you're, you're there. That's just make sure you keep doing that. Is What is Moses specifically asking for here? Well, what is exactly is going on? Let's read it in a different translation. Let's read it in a different translation. Exodus 33, we'll start in verse 12. Exodus 33, verse 12. Let's see if this helps us any. Moses said to the Lord, look. You have told me, lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Now, see, that's a little confusing to me because didn't God already tell him I'm going to send the angel? I'm going to send the angel. He says that in verse uh, two, I will send an angel ahead of you. So is Moses saying, okay, you may send the angel ahead, but who's going to be with? So is 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 what Moses asking you, you're upset with us. You said you won't be in the midst with us and, you, and, you, and you've got to figure out what to do and you haven't given me that answer yet. That, that seems to be more the idea because if you remember uh, after he, uh, all the people take off the jewelry, it says, for the Lord said, uh, said to Moses, this is verse five, tell the Israelites you are a stiff-necked people. If I went up with you for a single moment, I would destroy you. Now take off your jewelry and I will decide what to do with you. So is this where Moses is finally saying, hey, look, everyone took off the jewelry. I've set up the tabernacle. I've been doing everything you're asking me to do. I've got the two tables of stone, all of that. Now I need an answer. What's going to happen? You're going to send the angel before us, but you said you can't be in the midst of us. So who's going with us? Now you would think the fact that God is in the tabernacle outside the camp, that that would be, but Moses seems to want to know who's going specifically with us. Right. Um, And then he says, he says, uh, I'll just read it all again. Exodus 33, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, look, you have you have told me, lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You said, I know you by name and you have also found favor with me. Now, if I have indeed found favor with you, please teach me your ways and I will know you so that I may find favor with you. Now, consider this. Consider that this nation is your people. So it's almost like Moses is saying, look, I know, I know you're upset with us. I know you're upset with this people, but, but if I have found grace, please, please go with us. Please consider these are your people. In other words, please see us, me, these people in light of your grace. That, that seems to be, don't see them as stiff-necked. See them as your people because of your grace. That that seems to be kind of what Moses is trying to do. At least that's how I'm I'm seeing it currently. 
Then he goes on verse 14 and he replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So then it, it, it just seems like just such a, it just seems so just matter of fact, like there's no, I, I understand that in the historical narratives, we don't, we're, we don't have a narrator telling us or explaining it to us. It just seems like a matter of fact, Hey, go, I'm not going with you. I'm going to send the angel. All right. Hey, set up the tabernacle. I'm outside the camp. All right. All right. Here's the two tables of stone. These people are stiff necked. If I'm with them, I'll consume them. And then Moses is like, Hey, wait, 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 wait. Look, we need to know what to do here. We need to understand. See me, see them basically from your, from grace. If you, if, if I found grace, see the people that way, see them as your people. And then it just seems so just matter of fact, as this translation says, and God replies, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And you're kind of like, wait, what, wait, what just happened? What, what just happened? And then, uh, in your presence, and then Moses says, and if your presence uh, does not go, does not go, Moses responded to him, don't make us go up from here. How will it be known that I am your people have, how, how will it be known that I and your people have found favor with you unless you go with us? I and your people will be distinguished by this from all the people on the face of the earth. It seems like Moses is saying, look, I need you to go with us because we won't be any different than any other nation unless you're with us. In other words, what makes us different from all the other nations is not what we do, but it is you. You make us different, not so much in our actions because, well, we're going to fall short. We're going to fail. I mean, they're already a stiff-necked people that God is threatening to destroy. What's going to separate them is God with them. But it seems so just... Just, just, just like, it just seems so just, just a matter of fact, like, okay, I'll go, I'll go. That, that's the end of this discussion. And it just seems so weird. Now, what most preachers try to do is like, okay, Moses found the formula, right? All right. He did A, B, he did these things, right? So uh, if remember the sermon we reviewed from Adrian Rogers, it was more like, well, see, Moses had dedication. Moses had preparation. Moses had isolation. And because he did all of these things, then God was like, okay, I'll go with you. Now we know ultimately God does not change. God knew he was going before he said he was not going. God knew exactly what he was going to do. So we can't read this as God being changed because then that destroys the immutability of God and you have major theological issues. We have to understand this, that this is, this is God being described, his actions being described from a very human perspective so we can somehow understand. You could say it wasn't God that changed, it was Moses that changed, but did Moses really change? Because, I mean, what did Moses do different here? So it's, it's just a, it's, a, it's, I don't know about you, but when I read it, I'm just a little bit like, what do I do with this? What? What do I do with this? Now, some will say, well, see, this demonstrates when you pray to God, you can change God. I, I have major issues with that because I can't change God. God is immutable. He's eternal. He, he knows what's going to happen before it ever happens. So I, 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 I'm not a big fan of that kind of language. It just seems so, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This is one of those today's focus. 
where I'm just trying to be very honest. Look, I could sit here for this and say, well, here's what some people say, and here's what some people say, and here's what some people say. I could come up with three points and say, here's how we should understand it. But you know, I don't like to do that. I want you to be a part of this. I want you to sit there and struggle with this. So I'm trying to present this like, I'm presenting this in a way, not where like most podcasters would just say, here's how you should look at it. No, 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 no. I don't want it to be done that way. I want it to be like, we're together. We're looking at Exodus 33. And I'm like, okay, so what do, what do we do with this? What, what do you think? What, how have you understood this? Are you, do you believe that this is Moses changing God? I, I, I don't, because he did things the right way. I, that doesn't seem to make sense. It seems that Moses, and I know the text is not explicit on this, but I think it's implied that what Moses is trying to do is tell, asking, almost begging and pleading for God, for God to see him and the people through, through, through the perspective of grace, not based off what they do, but let them have, have grace on us, on me and the people. They're stiff-necked, but don't see, the, they're, they don't see them being stiff-necked. See them as your people. See, see me through the eyes of grace. Now, I know that I, it would be great if the text said, and the reason God did this is because he saw them through the eyes of grace instead of through their, the lens of their work. It would be great if the text sa- says that, but that's ha- what happens in the historical narratives. The historical narratives doesn't give us any commentary. It doesn't give us any narration. It just gives us the facts. And then what's dangerous is we take those facts and we can do bizarre things with them. We, we can make them say things, especially for sermons. But how do you see this? The whole, this whole section from X, from starting in verse one, go, I'm going to send an angel, but hey, I'm not going. But yet God is right there outside the camp in the tabernacle. But then Moses is like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me who's going with us. Wait, Moses, God is outside the camp. So he's kind of with you. He's sending an angel before you. What do you want? Well, obviously Moses wants God in their midst. That seems to be, I want you right in the middle of us because that's what makes us different than everyone else. And then God's like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) And you're like, what just happened? What just happened? How do we understand this? Because if we're not careful, we're going to end up in either, we're going to end up sliding over into some kind of heresy where we attack the character, nature, and the attributes of God, that would be crazy. Or we somehow exalt our ability and our power to a level that's not correct. Or we just kind of look at it as some anomaly and not really know what to do with it. Was Moses just such a great guy that he could change God's mind? I, that's just, see, I, I know that's how some people preach it, but I just don't, I don't, I, I don't, I can't see it that way. So today's focus is Exodus 33, verses 12 through 17. Read it. Talk about it. I would love to get your thoughts upon it, on it. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I, I, I want to do more, but we're already at 20 minutes, and these are only supposed to be 15 minutes long. <sighs> I... What do we do? What do we do with this? What do we do with this? Um, if you have the Servants 2.0 app, if you have the Servants 2.0 app today, here would be a fun thing to do. Are you ready? Just look up Exodus 33, verse 
what verse is this? My uh, other Bible fell on the floor. Uh, starting in verse 12. Uh, uh, Exodus chapter 33, verse 12 through um, 16. Uh, Exodus chapter 33, 12 through 16. See what sermons you can find on Exodus 33, 12 through 16. And if you can listen to a number of them, please save them and send me a list of the ones you listen to and summarize their, what they do with it. What's their solution to it? And maybe we will review one of those. Maybe we will review one of those uh, later today. All right, we'll stop right there. That is your today's focus for Saturday, November the 26th, 2022. Wait, what's happening? Wait, you're going? I, I, wait, what changed? That's your focus for today.